Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Terry Dean of MyMarketingCoach.com. He considers himself one of the grandfathers of internet marketing. He even referred to himself as a dinosaur, but this guy knows his stuff. He started out as a pizza delivery driver for Little Caesars, making $8 an hour, and transitioned to online marketing in 1996. But this guy generated over $96,000 from one email in front of a live studio audience. Talk about crazy. He knows a lot of stuff. So you're going to hear that story, the $96,000 email story. He's also going to give some great tips on how to get emails opened more frequently, how to sell to your email list, even if it's teeny tiny, and how to get people on your list quickly. He has some really cool tricks into turning those subscribers into buyers within 24 hours and two really awesome formulas to help you grow your sales pages, your landing pages, even the format of your email. One is called the gold. Golden Glove. And that specifically is going to walk you through things that you should be covering on your sales page and even things that you can pull out from that for the emails that you sent. It's a really, really handy guide that's going to help you walk through that process. He also goes over what he calls the superhero method. So for all you nerds out there, you are going to get a kick out of this one. It's really, really helpful. It's going to help you break down how to shift your story, your past, and the unique aspects of yourself and turn that into a moneymaker and turn it into a brand and turn it into your kind of online superhero persona. So we can't wait for you to dive into this episode. Get comfy. We're going to get started. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for joining us. We are here with Terry Dean to talk everything email. Thank you so much for joining us today, Terry. I'm glad to be here and I love talking about email. (laughs) Well, we're excited because we get tons of questions from our people about how the heck do I sell via email? What do I talk about with my audience? How do I nurture them? How do I not come off as salesy? And I feel like you are just the guy to bring on to cover these topics and give us some insight on the tips and tricks to be better at rocking email. So I know that you have made a big chunk of money on sending one email, actually $96,000 in fact. So before we even kind of set the tone and go into strategy, I would love for you to kind of blow us away with that story and how that really worked. Okay. Well, what it was, was back, we're talking early on, on the internet ages. I'm not sure the exact year. I think it might've been 2000, either 1999 or 2000, I actually started online in 1996. And by that time, I had a pretty decent sized list. And I was going to speak at an internet marketing conference. And at the conference, we like brainstormed different ideas of what we talk about at the conference. And the promoter basically asked, could I send out an email to my list and demonstrate how much money could be generated by email? And he actually put in his sales copy for the website that they would see me generate at least $10,000 in sales during the conference from an email that I sent out to my list. And I would get up and I showed the email and I described how the email worked and what was in the email. And then I would send it out and actually show my shopping cart throughout the weekend. So I showed it on Friday. I showed it on Saturday. I showed it on Sunday right before we went home. And the first time I did that, I earned a little over $33,000. Okay, from, from that's what, bananas. <laughs> yeah, you know, so that's the, the first time I did that in front of us. So that's not my first email. That's not that's not make a mistake there. I've sent a lot of emails by that time. That's my first email in front of an audience. And uh, there were several other emails that I did in between that one and the big one. And then we did the big one, and I did the ninety six thousand two hundred and fifty in the weekend. And I, I have to dr- drop this in just. Uh, 
to, to share that, you know, we don't always get everything right. One of these promos, and this was so embarrassing for me, but one of these promos, I got up and sent out a link to my list. And interestingly enough, I had like 6,000 in sales by lunch. But I had hundreds of emails in my box telling me that I had misspelled my own domain name okay. in, in the emails. Uh, I sent out an email to my list in front of an audience with the wrong domain name on it. Um, and, but some people, you know, they knew my domain name. They knew my brand already. So they spelled it correctly and went and purchased anyway. But <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> that, is, that is embarrassing. The, the $96,000 one, I pretty much got everything correct in place. And let's mention like, what, what did I talk about in that um, offer? And so in that offer, I was actually promoting a high end um, group coaching program where I was actually going to be coaching them. And in the, the actual offer, it's kind of interesting. My email barely even mentioned what I was offering. Like barely even mentioned, I had like one paragraph that mentioned the product. The rest of the email was about why I'm making such an irresistible offer. And I had two reasons I was making such an irresistible offer this weekend. And this really gets into sales without being selly, as we could say. Mm-hmm. And that is the first one was that I'm standing in front of a live audience. And I just promised them that they would see me generate at least $10,000 in sales from this. And I don't want to look stupid. Okay, so I'm giving you an absolutely irresistible offer I wouldn't normally offer this weekend because obviously I want to look good in front of this crowd. And, you know, you have to think about it. Is there anybody who's not going to believe that? Right. that you know, I've, I had just been promoting the conference that I was speaking at. Now I'm at they the conference. Right? <laughs> they know I'm there. And I say that nobody wants to look stupid in front of people. So they, they believe that. Then the second aspect, I had a second reason why. And that was at my time, at the time, my wife was looking out in Arizona for a new home. And so I also said, hey, I want to also produce a down payment for a home in Arizona. And we and I mentioned why I wanted to get away from the cold in Indiana and things like that in the email. And we didn't actually move to Arizona afterwards. We ended up moving to Florida, but same concept. It was because mm-hmm. we wanted to get away from the cold. And people, again, they believe that because it was like wintertime and it just been cold. And I had just complained in some of my previous emails about how cold it was and how we got snowed in again. And I, I think even talking about this, you can get a little bit of my style and approach is I'm very personable. I'm very authentic in the emails. And I'm making sure to connect with what's going on. In my mm-hmm. life, you know, I talked about like a couple of weeks before the fact that we got snowed in for like three or four days because we lived out in the country and they didn't plow our roads to last. Mm-hmm. And it's those little frustrations just mentioned people like make that connection with you. They become a part of your life, the little stories about your life. And you don't even have to sell. There, there's Now, if somebody goes to one of my sales pages, usually I'll have, you know, long copy or I'll have long videos. There's, there's, you know, it can get kind of salesy on some of my sales pages. Let's just be straight for it. Okay. But the emails are not very rarely do I mention more than just barely what the offer is in the email. The emails are a personal connection. I'm being funny and being interesting, telling a story from my life. And then you can find out more about this at the website. Yeah. So how did you even get that email opened in the first place? Did you have a fun subject line at the time? For that subject line, that was, I think it was just a something along the line. I think that one was just like a really simple one, a special um, irresistible offer, you know, sent from Florida or something along those lines. Where where was that for the conference? Well, and I think the key point of the the personal aspect is a lot of like literally telling people where you are and what's going on. I've uh, some emails that I opened from some of my favorite people. The first couple lines of the email is, Hey, I just wrapped up like a hockey game with my family or, Hey, we're out, you know, on vacation right now, but I wanted to send this to you really quickly. So how do you kind of navigate prepping your content so you're not writing emails on the fly when you're actually on vacation or in the middle of a conference? How can you prep the bulk of that email, but still giving yourself room to have that personal touch of whatever's going on, like the weather or like where you are at that moment? Well, most of the time, my emails are written at least a few days in advance from when they're sent, because I like to sit down and write a few. That one specifically that we just talked about was written on the plane as I went down to the conference. And then I sent it as soon as I got to the conference. So most of the time I'm writing in advance. You, a lot of times you can almost predict what's going to be happening or the fact that if it's not like a live event going on, if it's just something happening, like to mention, here's one of the subject lines I sent recently that had a really good open rate and interesting enough, had a really great sales rate. And the subject line is just surviving the land shark. Okay. Surviving the land shark. And in that email, I talk about, I start off with the fact that I have a new German shepherd puppy. 
And in the German Shepherd puppy, if anyone has ever had a German Shepherd puppy, some other names we have for them is fuzzy gators and land sharks <laughs> because they bite and chew on everything, including me. And I was getting chewed on a lot. And I just mentioned that, talking about being chewed on by the puppy. And then I talked a little bit about dog training and how when you train dogs, you'll find that they don't get it for a while. It seems like you're teaching them something like not to bite me. And they don't get it. And they don't get it. They don't get it. Then all of a sudden, it just like clicks in their head. Oh, you don't want me to bite you. Now I get it. And it's similar to online marketing where we have to do a lot of stuff at times. And it seems like you know, you're know you publishing a podcast. You're publishing new products. You're participating on Facebook. You're doing all these different things. And it seems like nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, you hit the momentum. All of a sudden, you just hit the stride. And if things like everything start happening at once, the people think that you had an overnight success. No, it was all the preparation up till there. And then I went in at that point. So see, this is the email. I'm just basically describing this entire email. Story about a puppy. Mm-hmm. Lesson for internet marketing that connects to the puppy. And then I promoted my monthly mentor club, which is a monthly print newsletter. And here's how you get my, me to help you month by month after you're building that business. And that's, like that. that's, that's the email that did extremely well. So what other suggestions would you have for these smaller businesses that might not have built up a big list yet? What are some things you did in the earlier stages to get people even on your list in the first place? Well, a lot of things that I did early on, and we're talking, you know, early ages again for me, which was now we have forums, we have Facebook groups, we have Pinterest, we have all these other tools. When I started, I had CompuServe. Okay, that's, that's what I had. I'm a dinosaur at that point in time. And I basically did the same strategy we do today, though. I went to the CompuServe forums, started participating in forums, started answering questions, joined groups, and started helping people. Mm-hmm. And then people started connecting with me. They'd go over to you know my little profile, which would link to my site where I was offering a free gift, a free bribe to join my list. Here's a you know a free gift. Depending on what you're offering, a lot of times the best free gifts are like a free cheat sheet for something. If you're in an information business, if you're in a product business, a lot of times I like just giving like a 10% coupon mm-hmm. off in a product type business, and we give those away. And you just basically make yourself helpful. In the very beginning. So that's that's where I started and started building up my very small list. Today, I do a lot more with like YouTube, doing YouTube videos. And um, a lot of my clients, because I deal with a lot of clients, both small, you know, both small and big businesses, you know, anywhere from some of my clients are just getting started up to about $50 million business where there's still an entrepreneur in charge that I like to work with. Yeah. And with these businesses, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll do some type of content method. Like we'll start producing content for YouTube. We'll start showing demonstrations. That's some of the best content you can produce is demonstrations of your products, demonstrations of how you do things, things like that. And then we'll do a little bit of advertising along with it because that advertising will help things move faster. Mm-hmm. Yes, a side effect, like when I advertise on YouTube, I run a lot of in-stream ads. People go over and they so – I. My call to action is to go over and join my list, and I'll give you this freebie, this free gift. And But at the same time, the side effect of the advertising is people join the YouTube channel. The same thing would happen on Pinterest or Facebook or anywhere else that you're marketing, anywhere else that you're participating. Just start with a little bit of advertising, and it makes things move faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. So one of your quirks that you mentioned is that you're able to turn new subscribers into buyers within 24 hours. So talk to us about that where I think I envision it and I think our audience could possibly envision it of getting them in with this freebie and then all of a sudden sale, sale, sale. And it feels weird and it feels gross and we don't want to treat our people like that. So what is your take on that? Well, here, here's a take. Let's take it, for example, this is better just mentioning in an example somewhere that we've tested this. Yeah. Okay. And I tested it heavily with Facebook because Facebook's the most likely one that you think you'd want to hold off on selling. Okay, I mean, if you think about Facebook, you think, well, you know, we don't want to sell there. We want to warm people up first. And I found I was much better off selling pretty quickly with this. And what we do is we give away a freebie. And this really works best if you have some type of video gift, like a video demonstration, a video. Let's let's take the golf market, for example. I have a client over in golf. So he has a – you join – his list, and he actually does a little bit of a quiz beforehand. And when you join his list, you actually will see one of two different videos. And the videos will help you fix a problem you have with your swing. And this is just a content video. Basically, puts you through this little quiz to help figure out which problem you probably have. And then he takes you over to a video that helps you solve that problem specifically. And this video is like five to seven minutes long. And it's very specific to the problem you just, you know, he just basically established that you have. And all we're doing there is just giving value in the video. Right underneath that video, we do a link over to his sales page. Okay. And that's not really being very pushy at all. 
there. Mm-hmm. Because we're just giving you this content. We link over the sales page. And it's amazing how many people then click that link over to the sales page and end up purchasing. Because mm-hmm. you just gave them value throughout the way. In some cases, let me even describe this further, the content model. Several of my clients, not all of them, but several of my clients, we actually do our front-end ad as a free content video. So in other words, we might show, you know, here's how to improve your golf swing as a video. Okay, and that's the video that we're advertising on Facebook. We're actually paying Facebook to show it to people. People click through that. They come in, they opt in. We give them another free video. Mm-hmm. And then there's that link to sell them something underneath mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the guide. It's the funnel of free content. Instead of putting out free content on YouTube, on your blog, on your newsletter, and expecting people to just like trickle in here and there, you're literally just guiding them further through free content and then coming in as being more helpful. But at this point, you have to pay me something. And well, it just makes sense. <laughs> it, it's just being very specific. And I mean, and we're like not very salesy at all. Like that first email that we send out, the first email, pretty much all my clients use the same one, which is, you know, we thank you for subscribing. Here's a link to the freebie that we just promised you. Here's where you go to and you can download the freebie. And here's some of the content where I'm going to be sending you over the next few weeks and months. And then I will have like, you know, maybe five to 10 bullets of actual benefits from upcoming emails. We can only do this if we've written some emails in advance, obviously. Right. <laughs> okay. But we, we have that. Basically, here's all the stuff I'm going to send you for free. And then, you know, if at any time you don't feel that I'm delivering, you know, free value to you, then just scroll to the bottom of this email and click on subscribe. And then we put a PS at the bottom over to the sales page. Okay. And that's basically just the bottom of the email is, oh, by the way, if you'd like to, like mine even says, by the way, if you'd like to work with me personally, my one-on-one coaching is available here. Mm-hmm. Very, very soft sale. Yeah. So how many people are like, is there a certain price point that people are converting at in that first 24 hour period? Or is it kind of all over the board as to how much people are willing to spend right away? Um, for most of my clients in consumer markets. So if we're selling a product direct to consumers, you know, customers on the customer field, we usually come under $50. Okay. Okay. And the other type is business to business means we're selling to somebody who's a business owner. We're selling to a real estate agent. We're selling to a chiropractor. In those cases, we can go a little bit higher and more sometimes up in the hundred, even $200 level at that point, because there's a return on investment that they get back. Right. Mm -hmm. Here's a a good example. Here's a client that he has a YouTube funnel that's working really good. I'm not going to give the market here because... (laughs) I don't want to you know, give him any competitors, but he has a YouTube funnel that's working really well. And what I mean by that is we're running ads. He has free content. People join his list and he's making about 50% of his front end sales within that first 24 hours. And what he is offering, he's actually offering an, a product that you pay $1 down right now. You pay $99 in 10 days and another $99 in, in 30 days. So it's two payments, $99, but you start with just $1 up front. And his funnel is working extremely well, both from paid traffic and from free traffic as he's building up. And people are buying that immediately because of that trial that they get right up front. So do they have like a cancel period then? Well, anytime, they can cancel anytime during the 10 days and not get charged the $99. Okay. You know, They could cancel and get refunded anytime in the next 60 days and they'd get refunded all of it. He promises both of those. So he makes it very easy, very risk-free for the customers when he's doing that. And whenever we do anything like this, we even make it very specific. Because you know how sometimes trials make it hard to cancel? Yeah. Okay. We like organizing. When we do a trial like this, we like to organize it because it makes it easier for us and and obviously makes it easier for the customer too, is we'll usually put a link right to the customer support form right there. If you want to cancel, click here and go cancel. Mm -hmm. You know, nice and simple, right on the sales page so they can see, hey, it's their customer support form. Mm Mm-hmm. What if someone's scared about, because it sounds like a lot of this stuff that's working is buying ad, like buying traffic, essentially, Mm -hmm. getting people on your list and then selling pretty immediately. If someone's worried or concerned about buying that initial traffic and they're doing everything organically at first, do you have any tricks for converting that organic traffic? We, We do the exact same things with the organic traffic. I end mm-hmm. up doing you know the exact same model because you're going to bring people, people are going to come organically because of content mm-hmm. up front. The very first thing you're going to offer to get them on the list is going to, in most cases, be more free content. Subscribe right. to this list and you're going to get this additional you know, specific content of some type. And then you can go into the exact same process. The reason I mentioned paid traffic here is because we've done a lot more testing on the paid traffic side because it's very easy to test, you know, to spend you know, whatever amount of money, drive visitors to two different pages. 
and right. put them on two different lists. I mean, I have a lot of clients. We've actually tested multiple lists so we can see what's working, things like that, test multiple emails. We've done lots and lots of testing over the like last year or two to see exactly what works best on the paid traffic side. And then we use the exact same thing on our organic traffic that they're doing because pretty much every client, we do that model, which is you know a mixture of paid and organic traffic. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the ones that mix medias are doing better? So they have like a mix of you, like maybe you see a video and then maybe you get a PDF and then maybe, you know, like there's something else happening over here. Cause it sounds like you're mentioning video a lot. And I know a lot of our listeners are really hesitant about putting their faces on the internet. So how can we ease some of these people's nightmares (laughs) about putting themselves out there in that way? Well, a little bit going to, um, I'm going to be mean first and then I'll be nice. Okay. Totally. You can be mean on this podcast. If we haven't made that clear before, be mean, and then you can be nice afterwards. Okay. So with being mean, I'm going to tell you that you need to toughen up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is true both for the video. This is true for email because I've had the same complaints that you just brought up for email that, you know, I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to tell my story. I don't want to talk about my life. You know, I don't want to, you know, reveal, you know, my feelings or my hurts or my mistakes by email. And I, I tell them to toughen up because you're going to get some negative feedback. Okay. You're going to get. It's been a while because I kind of pushed the bad people off my list <laughs> and my process very much brands who I am and the way I talk. But I remember, you know, for years I would get frustrated because, you know, somebody would, you know, cuss you out by email. Mm-hmm. It's in just a nasty email back to you cussing everything about you, you know, and how much they hate you. And I always tell this joke. I have, a, a, it, I have this one person who every week emailed me back telling me how much he disagreed with my email and how much he hated my email. He did this every week for months. Wow. And I said, well, you know what? I'm tired of this. So on his next reply, I scrolled down to the bottom of the email and I unsubscribed him. Okay. (laughs) The next week he emailed me asking if I stopped sending out emails. I stopped sending out emails to you. <laughs> to you. <laughs> but but that, that shows that that was the highlight of his week was complaining at me about the email he received. And so a little bit, I'm going to say to tough it up. Now, do you have to do video? No. I mean, you can, I have clients who do podcasts. I mean, you could do, you know, writing. Podcast or video, because they're multimedia, they help a lot mm-hmm. with the relationship side. And I have to say, and I mean, this is part of that being tough again. My clients who have the best conversion rates, so I know their numbers, we have video somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're using video. That doesn't mean that they're on video. I mean, I have some people who just, you know, show a screen of something. They, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't if you're selling a physical product, we don't actually have to put you on the video. We can aim the camera at the product you're selling mm-hmm. that you're showing us. Okay. So you don't have to show us that. I mean, you could do a little PowerPoint presentation about your subject with some pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it doesn't have to be you on the video. I will say that again with YouTube testing, we've done better if we actually have you on the video somewhere, at least quickly. To actually show up. Yeah. Yep, a human that shows up on the video. It doesn't have to be you necessarily. We could go over to Fiverr and pay a spokesperson. Right. To be, you know, to do the video for you. Fiverr is so cheap. So mm-hmm. don't let that hold you back. Right. We tell our people too, especially if it's a product-based business, if you're showing your product or how it works or your process creating it, just have your hands in the video, like have the camera up over your hands doing whatever it is that you're selling. And that alone, just showing your hand will make such a strong human connection to your buyer that they know that they're buying from a real person instead of a machine. And that's all that it is. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. 
Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I get so much into testing. I've even tested this. Okay, you're going to think I'm weird to test this. But I've tested on one of my pages before. This is actually a sales page. I tested a picture of me with my German Shepherd and me with my Golden Retriever. Okay, and me with my Golden Retriever actually outsold. Well, actually, it was me with the German Shepherd, me with the Golden Retriever, both in casual clothing, and then me wearing, like, being more dressed up. Uh-huh. Okay. The Me with the Golden Retriever was the big winner, followed by the German Shepherd a little bit behind, and then way down in the bottom was me mm-hmm. being dressed up. Okay, which I was happy about because that's not really authentic with me. So we need to like go take some pictures with the dogs and put them on our sales pages, apparently. Basically what you're telling me to do. (laughs) And we've tested this before where we, you know, we've seen those kind of cheesy landing page images where the person's like pointing to the box and there's like psychological data behind that. And we resisted and we resisted and we're like, it doesn't matter. We can just make it branded and it's fine. But we had a photography session. We're like, damn it, just get us like one picture. We'll try it. We'll test it. And it outshined by far just our branded colorful and bright fun landing page versus us being goobers like pointing over to this box so it works even if it feels weird i've done the same thing and it works Uh, another one that works really well and we've tested this a bunch of times is that you don't necessarily even have to point just make sure that your eye line is directly at the call to action Mm -hmm. so you're looking so you're not even looking directly at the person you're looking at what you want them to do because Mm -hmm. they're going to look at your eyes and they're going to look immediately to what you just what you're looking at Yep. We need more goobery photos. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So talk to us more about landing pages. What are some formulas for quickly boosting that conversion on those websites and landing pages? Okay. Well, boosting conversion on websites and landing pages, think of this as a simple hand principle. I call it the golden glove. Okay. And the golden glove means there's five fingers in our hands that you won't forget this. So there's five fingers. Okay. Five. And what you're going to be thinking about here is there's a desperate problem that you solve. Okay, desperate problems, the first finger. And what that really details is there's someone that you're specifically selling to. Who is it that you're selling to? And what problem do you solve or what desire do you fulfill? And you need to cover that immediately on the page. You need to be telling me who you're speaking to and what it is you offer. If you try to sell to everyone, you end up selling to no one in particular. Okay, there's a specific customer for what you're offering. And that's the first piece is the desperate problem. The second piece is unique promise. So what is it that you're offering? What is the benefit? And how is it different than what the competition is offering? I mean, the internet's awesome because we can sell to the, high, to the whole world. The internet's horrible because the whole world is selling against us. 
<laughs> okay, which means that your promise needs to some way be unique. How does your offer stand out? And this is where that video comes in really well a lot of times. Can you demonstrate something about your product? Can you show something that's a little bit different about your product that just stands out specifically for that customer and that problem of how you solve it a little bit better? And then we have overwhelming proof. I have never, ever, not once, Okay, never. <laughs> you can ask in a minute. Have you ever done this? No, I've ever? never done it. I have never told a client they have too much proof on their page. Okay, mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And we've had many times where we went in and they, I, I call it proof hiding disease. Okay, mm-hmm. which means instead of putting proof on their landing page, they put a proof on a testimonials page. Uh-huh. They put proof hidden down in the navigation at the bottom somewhere. Uh-huh. Okay, we find out that, you know, <laughs> They have a picture of them on Oprah on the third page of their website type of thing. That needs to be on the front. (laughs) (laughs) That needs to be up front, you know, right in our face as soon as we Uh land on the page. You know, we need to look, and we're talking testimonials, case studies, and I'll sound a little bit like a broken record, but I guess I'll pitch your audience for this. That is some videos. I love video demonstrations as proof. You know, this is how the product works and it doesn't have to be infomercially. You know, it's not, hey, grab this right now and you get this awesome product. It could just be, okay, here's what this works. Here's what it's done for me. You know, this is, you know, this is what some customers have said about it type of thing. It's just be real simple like that. But overwhelming proof. The next part is the irresistible offer, which means why, you know, what is it they're actually getting? You know, what's the offer here? And I've done a lot of, again, testing here. A lot of people tell you that the headline is most important. The headline is not the most important on the landing page. The most important is the offer. Okay. An example of that is, again, the client I mentioned earlier where we did the $1 trial up front. Or that that just blows everything else away we did and everything else we tested. But it doesn't even matter. You know, like, hey, we can get improvements. We can get small bumps with the headlines, things like that. But the offer is the most important thing. How can I make this irresistible to the customer? How can I make this, you know, as risk-free to the customer as possible? And the less they know you, the less proof you have, the or more is irresistible the offer has to become. Mm-hmm. So see, that's another reason to get that <laughs> proof in there. And then the final piece is a reason to act now. Why should they act now if we're selling, you know, like a specific physical product, something that you crafted? Well, there's only a specific amount that you made. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have 10 of these. That's a reason to act now. That's available. You have one of these. And it's like my coaching, my, you know, one-on-one coaching that I offer. I only take 20 clients at a time, which is, you know, obvious there's only one of me. So I'm only going to take a limited number of clients because I like the lifestyle online. I like the freedom. And my coaching is usually pretty much sold out. And when I offer it, it sells out again in like an hour or so. When, when there are slots available and see that's given a strong reason to act now. And it's, you know, it's a, and notice what else I'm saying. It's, it's a real reason yeah. to act now because I'm not taking more clients that you don't have more than this available of this product. So you can't say, you know, Hey, if, if you're selling an online digital product, you can't say I only have 10 of these available. Well, obviously you have lots of those. You could sell right. that forever, but you can make a special, you can add in a bonus for a limited time. You can make a discount like a sale. I mean, what's the retail retail run sales all the time. And, you know, there's, you know, a reason to act now. We're running this special right now. Like I did in front of those live audiences. Hey, I'm standing in front of a live audience. I'm making a special. You're not getting this Monday because I have to show everybody by Sunday. So if you haven't purchased by Sunday, you ain't getting this deal. That's basically, you know, what I was doing because, hey, I'm standing in front of these people and I have to show it to them. Yeah. So, like so those, are, those are the five pieces. And you can judge any landing page by that. You can actually judge any email by it also. Interesting. Yeah. So what are good examples of proof? I'm curious, like besides like a good testimonial, what are other ways to prove that your product is worth buying? A, a good example of proof is testimonials are great. Case studies are even better. A case study is an example, like I promoted affiliate products before. The best way to promote an affiliate product, so you could, you know, you can make income online without even having your own product. And if you promote an affiliate product, the best way to promote it is to say, okay, I bought this product. I used it. Here's the problem that I had. Here's what the product did for me. That's a case study. That's how you sell an affiliate product. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest model to sell an affiliate product. For your own website, for some of the elements of proof that you can think about are not only testimonials and case studies, but we have the demonstration videos. We have even little tidbits that I drop in of you know where I'm at, or like we mentioned earlier, hey, I'm down in Florida as I'm sending yeah. this. That's just a little tidbit that I dropped in. Like a friend of mine even mentions, hey, his sent his letter. Even though no one's supposed to show up at his house, he says that, hey, I'm I'm just behind the post office in the city, <laughs> just because you know that's where he is, that's his market, and a lot of those little tidbits, even specifics, for example. You know, specifics about your story. Tell people exactly 
how many subscribers you have at some point. You know, we have, you know, I've done that with emails as, hey, I'm sending this out to, you know, 35,436 subscribers, whatever it was at the time. Okay. And you say a very specific, pretty much anything you do on your webpage, you should make it specific. Uh, here, here's an example of a word. My clients know that if I see that on most of their pages, the word that, or mm-hmm. no, actually, no, my actual, the actual word I hate the most is things. Okay. <laughs> if I see things, um, they're going to get complained at. Okay. Mm-hmm. If, if I see things that sometimes we can, you know, we can remove a lot of times, not all the time, but things is one of those words that you're being general, not specific. So what things are we talking about? They know I'm going to ask them what things, what are these things? You know, what, you know, specifically are we talking about the more specific you are, the better off you are. Telling your story is another form of proof. It's they call it an origin story. Um, a lot of times when I teach, you know, building authority with your audience, building relationship, I, I call it a superhero method. And I take multiple things from the superheroes. I learned a lot from the superheroes. Uh, nerd alert. Okay, I'm, I'm a nerd here. But I learned a lot from the superheroes because, hey, somebody like Superman's been around for 80 years. And how many movies has he made? How many billions has he made the company? Okay, he has a brand there. We can take ideas from him, things like have a villain that you're competing with, things like that. But also have an origin story. And so why do you do what you do? How did you get started? I talk about the fact that I was delivering pizzas for a living before I came online. I I worked for Little Caesars for eight bucks an hour. And notice how I just dropped a little specific in there. Mm -hmm. It it becomes a nature to you as you do this. Just a little specific issue. And I could go in more detail. And at times I do go into more detail with that. But you tell specifics. You tell your origin story, how you got started, why you care so much about what you do. So let's say that you're creating, again, a craft. Why is creating this craft you know, with the quality that you do, why is it so important to you? You know, what experience in the past caused you to do this? You notice yeah. it doesn't even, that doesn't feel salesy. It's just, it's being authentic again. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think those no. are super helpful. No, I agree. So I'm now I'm really curious because we definitely have nerds on our list a hundred percent. So what else have you learned from superheroes? Besides uh-huh. having yeah, they need to know. <laughs> okay. Well, here, here's some other methods. I'll give you these real quick. Okay. Seven sure. things, seven things for your, we call, I call it the superhero personality. Yes. Okay. And the superhero personalities, you have the origin story, where you came from, why you do what you do. You have villains. So you want to be an advocate for your customers against whatever the enemy is, the villains that are out there. For me, I talk against a lot of the business opportunity hype out there of people saying how it's just a you know quick easy button things like that that's my that's my enemy and I talk about it which also means I drive away a lot of those biz op people who are just trying to earn fast money okay but that's a, that's a villain I fight with you have a superpower all right so what is your superpower and don't get you know don't say well superpower I don't have any superpowers a superpower is ask me your friends your family coworkers what do they rely on you for mm-hmm. okay what are you really good at like one of the things I'm really good at is seeing the whole picture about how all these pieces fit in place. Okay, I know that. Sometimes I even say my superpower is x-ray vision, that you can now show me a landing page and I can improve it. Okay, so that's my superpower. So you have a superpower of some type. You have, um, in addition, so you got villains, you got superpower, you got origin story. You have rescues, people you've rescued. Okay, and uh, if we go to any of the superheroes, you notice there's some people who constantly need to be rescued. If we took Superman again, sorry, but it's Lois Lane, constantly getting rescued at some point. So... There's who have you rescued, and that's like big case studies that you can tell. Who have you really helped over time? You have your way of beliefs, truth, justice, and the American way, okay? Batman doesn't kill. You have certain things that are your rules. And like I give rules here. I have the golden glove. I have the superhero method for authority. I have these little things that I've created in my business. So what is it, you know, what's important to you? Again, if I went to a physical product that you had, why is this quality so important to you? Why are you never going to cut corners? Mm-hmm. Okay, about this. That's the type of thing that you can bring up. You have traits that make you likable. And these don't show up on all the pages, but they show up in emails. And my little nerdiness is makes me likable with some people, okay, with with some of the audience. Liking my pets. I don't have children. Um, if I had children, I'd use them too. <laughs> I, would, but I have pets. So I um I, I talk about my pets at times, I talk about my dogs. You might be, you know, an underdog in something, maybe you, you know, do charity work, all these other things. You might maybe you love to go out hiking. That's something people connect with a lot. Um yeah. just just another one, like people love water. So like, you know, you're out at the beach, a photo on the beach, those things work well. So things that make you likable. Then you have flaws. Okay, Superman would be boring if he did not have kryptonite. Okay, mm-hmm. because he'll just show up and win all the time. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's no challenge. Nobody could fight him. You know, okay? Because if there's no kryptonite, there's no fight. Okay. So you have flaws. Also, what are your flaws? Major mistakes that you made in the past. And I, I heard this before, and I, I really like it from another marketing um, expert. And he said, you know, because he had been bankrupt in the past, and he said he always tells people the fact that he's bankrupt because eventually they're going to find out anyway. Right. And if he told them, that doesn't matter. If he didn't tell them, it looks like he was hiding it from them. Yeah. So tell them the flaws, tell them the mistakes. And sometimes I even talk about the fact that I failed my way to success. I mean, again, I don't have, you know, a college degree. I was a pizza delivery driver before I came online. That's a flaw. I was a horrible employee. I talk about that regularly in my life. Okay. This is embarrassing. In my life, the pizza delivery driver job is the only one I kept for more than two weeks wow. in my entire life of a job. That's a flaw. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but I share that flaw. So you think of it, those are seven pieces of a superhero persona. And not every one of those pieces gets dropped in every emails, every email. But over time, you're going to be inserting little pieces throughout emails. That's so helpful. I was like checking off my list ones that we can improve on and ones that like yeah. we're already doing that I didn't even realize we were doing. So I love that it's in a method where you can kind of like check all the boxes and see which ones you can improve on. Well, so. It's also a way to like, check yourself as are you showing enough of yourself versus are you hiding certain parts of your personality or not? And I think it's so true because you can insert that not just in email, but on sales pages or in your blog posts or on your social media. And it's going to go everywhere. And Mm -hmm. just knowing, I mean, obviously, you know, these things about yourself already. It's just Mm -hmm. deciding what what Which role they're going to play. What are you yes. going to highlight and yeah. keep as the thing so that people find them memorable? And like for me, getting laid off and replacing my corporate income in 30 days is like my go-to like mm-hmm. puff story. It's not a puff story, <laughs> but like it's it's like my story, sort of like you I mean, you made eight dollars an hour. Like mm-hmm. so that that will probably always be my story. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, I, I get tired of telling my story because I, I used to speak at conferences. I don't anymore because I prefer staying at home and doing interviews like this and teaching online and not actually having to travel anywhere. But yeah. when I spoke, I tested several times trying not to tell the pizza delivery driver story. Whenever I dropped the story, it didn't work as well. I didn't wow. get the same ratings. People didn't come and you know sign up You're for like, coaching fine. or consult. Okay, I'll tell the story. I'm tired of the story. I now need to get up, you know, and tell the story again. Get good at the story, but. I couldn't drop it out or, you know, I, I'd end up feeling this. Uh, one more tip, because this goes back to what we talked about earlier with people not wanting to put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. We're going nerd. We're on the nerd road. I love and, it. and then with the superheroes, again, you notice that superheroes, they have their alternate identity. Okay. And something I like to say for your online identity, your online identity, it's you, it's authentically you, but it should be a bolder, more outgoing version of you, yes. like a yes. superhero that comes out. I don't know. I don't know how glasses are a um, a disguise for Superman, but think of it. I'm an introvert. Okay, I'm seriously an introvert, which means in a I go in a crowd somewhere and I now need to go off by myself for three or four hours to recharge. Yep. Okay? So I'm a serious introvert, and you don't usually notice that with uh, I'm on most interviews or if I'm doing videos or if I'm doing emails. I look bolder than I would be in person in most cases when I'm doing these different activities. Because again, it's it's a little bit of my alter ego. This is all part of me, but it's Mm -hmm. the bolder, more outgoing version of me that I'm sharing. And that can help some people with the videos, writing the emails, is to separate themselves a little bit from the character. It's still you. It's still all true. But this is your superhero persona that you're in now. Yep. We talk about that all the time, how we are the cooler versions of ourselves online, but we can't be our online version 24 seven because it would be exhausting. It would. So we, we show up as this type of person when it's needed. But yeah, at home, we're like, can we just stay in all weekend and watch movies and like never go out in public? And it's not that we're not that person. It's just I don't right. wear red lipstick and have my hair curled every day. I just right. Don't. Right. I have two questions before we go into talk strategy. So not to age you, but (laughs) he he called himself the dinosaur. We didn't. Yes, I did. That's true. Okay. So you've been in the internet marketing world since 
the early days. <laughs> and I'm curious how you've seen it shift in the last decade. And then my follow-up question to that is, what are your predictions for the future of internet marketing? What I've seen over the past decade of changes is, of course, everything has gotten more competitive. We have so much technology that helps us nowadays. The biggest problem people have today, I actually think I some things way things were easier back then. Sometimes things were harder back then. It was harder in the fact that nothing ever worked right, <laughs> technically, back then. Today, there's so many different tools. There's so many different distractions. The hardest thing anybody's going to face is that bright, shiny object. All, yes. the, all the BSOs out there, the bright, shiny objects that are going to take your attention away from what you're doing. And I mean, you could promote. And I mean, we could sit here and we talk. We talked about YouTube. We talked about Pinterest. We talked about Facebook. Okay. You're going to be tempted to do all of this. Okay. You're going to have some people tell you to do all of this. You're going to get emails that tell you to do all this. You can't. You, you need to choose something and go with it. You need to flow with it. That's so hard today because there's so many things out there. That's the hardest thing you're going to face is to be focused on the right actions for you and moving forward, basically making a plan and following through in it. That's, that's the hardest thing you're ever going to do. And the reason is, is there's so many people out there telling you stories about instant success, and pretty much every one of those sounds better than it is. Yep. Okay. The grass is greener on the other side. I actually lived next to a horse farm that had a cow. And it, it was always funny. They all came and stuck their how, their heads through the fence on our side. They all ate the grass on our side. <laughs> yeah, they actually do. The grass is greener on the other side. And it looks that way when people talk too. You know, why am I struggling on Facebook when I just heard the fact that they just did, you know, sold $200,000 on Pinterest. I need to go change over there. <laughs> that you're going to destroy yourself if yeah. you do that. So distractions are everywhere. And distractions are here for our customers too. So something I've noticed in our marketing is a lot of things we've, we do a little bit shorter than we used to. Like our emails get a little bit shorter, videos get a little bit shorter that we do because of shorter attention spans. And something we see going on in the future is a lot more multiple contacts with customers. Okay. I'm going to, I know your a lot of your audience doesn't buy any paid advertising. Okay. But I'm going to give one type of paid advertising everybody should do at some point. Okay, everybody should do this at some point. It's called retargeting. Okay, mm -hmm. and what that means is you can do it on Facebook, you can do it on Google, you can do it on YouTube. There's lots of ways that you can connect into this. You basically just, when visitors come, you put a little pixel on your site, and this system will just say Facebook. Facebook knows that this person came to your website. Okay, at that point in time, we can run ads just to people who visited your website. Yeah. You're not going to spend much for this. I mean, you can start an ad with $1 a day on this because there's not going to be very many people in this list. Okay, you, you send ads to them, and I mean, just send them that video you created. You know, send them, you know, up to a, a great blog post that you wrote. And that's mm -hmm. all that we have to do there to bring people back. So, what I see is I'm very much an email specialist, but a lot of my clients and I were combining email in with other methods at that mm -hmm. support each other, as we say here. So, like a lot of my clients will do a launch, we'll do a launch to their email list, and we'll also do some retargeting ads to their, again, we're spending, you know, not that much at all. Because we're just targeting our own visitors, our own subscribers. And we'll take people back you know, over to our launch from Facebook or from YouTube or whatever else also at the same time. That's one type of thing I see big in the future because everything's, everything's mo moving mobile. Yeah. yeah. Which I'll, I'll mention, I just changed back. For a long time, I've had like a little bit of a branded header. I removed that completely in the last couple of months because it was causing problems on some mobile. So mm. now it's just a straight, you know, it's just a straight email with pretty much no designs in my mm -hmm. email. And I always find it a little risky even to put images in the email. That's same. We recently went through that transition specifically when we moved over to ConvertKit, but we went from a beautiful email. I mean, it was beautiful to now it's just a regular old email, but it works better and it's easier on us. So, yes. you know, you just have to follow what, what the data tells you. And, and that's primarily for the mobile. That's because yeah. so many people are now reading on mobile and we can't predict what it looks like on mobile. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, that was super helpful. I think it's time for talk strategy to me. If you could pull out three to five action tips for someone who's wanting to start being better at selling and nurturing and adding value to their email list that equals into more dollar bills in their bank account, what do they need to be doing right now? Okay. I'm going to give you you know, a couple of exercises to do. Okay. And you know, take this for what you will, how you use it. I want you to sit down and take the golden glove I gave you earlier, desperate problem, unique promise, overwhelming proof, irresistible offer, and a reason to act now. I say it so many times, I can quote it fast. Okay, <laughs> And go through that, You know, write them on a you know, one sheet of paper, and just say, okay, desperate problem, who's my audience, You know, and what, what problem do they have? 
What promise? Mm-hmm. How is my offer different from you know the competition? What proof do I have to back this up? You know, how can I make an irresistible offer? How can I make my offer more irresistible? And you know, what's the reason to act now? Just write those down for the first piece, and just almost like first time doing it. You know, it's really hard. We tell people to sit down and write, but then they get like in their writing voice. Writing voices suck. Okay, <laughs> thinking like a copywriter, where you say, okay, I'm going to write like a copywriter. That sucks. Don't write like a copywriter. Okay, write like you. So what I want you to do is turn on an audio. Just turn on audio and tell me about your offer using those five points. That's all I want you to do at first. And I just want you to talk it out. Okay, tell me about the offer and then go back in and write it out because I want it to be in your voice to sound like you. I want it personable. I don't want it salesy. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I think, I mean, I think very few people would think to even like pretend like you're talking to a friend, like literally yeah. say yes. it out loud. Yeah. Like you're talking to a friend. Uh-huh. What are you trying to sell this person? Mm-hmm. And then write the email. <laughs> exactly. Like this won't work obviously for a small business, but in a big business as a copywriter, I've done you know professional copywriting. And I've charged a lot of money for it before. And if I work for a business that has salespeople, I want to speak to their best salesperson. Mm-hmm. I want him to sell me because he just wrote most of the copy for me. Yeah. Okay, when he sells me, because yeah. because he or she knows what they're doing, they know what the customer already because they're in, speaking to them all the time. And so I love that. That's what I want. So that's what you think about the page. It's just you know, tell me what you you know have to offer, what it's going to do for me. Make sure you have those five pieces. Go back in. The proof's the one you're most likely to drop out because we don't want to brag about ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's another point. That's your superhero persona. This isn't you. This is your superhero persona that you're talking about now. So. You know, put that proof in there. Don't hide it. Don't have proof hiding disease. And that's a good point to start. And of course, I'm going to tell you to start building an email list and send out, you know, just send out messages to them, send out personal messages, tell some personal stories and be willing to get yourself out there. Even if some people complain, some people are going to love you. Some people are going to hate you. The worst thing they can do is just ignore you. Yep. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Let people know where they can find you and all of the places. The best place to find out more about me is go over to mymarketingcoach.com. And of course, I have a free gift for you there when you opt into my list. And that free gift is a free email conversion kit that I actually give you seven ways to tell stories, seven different types of stories that you can tell in your emails to produce more sales from your list without being salesy. In addition, I have like a cheat sheet with it that gives you subject lines that you can use. Plus, it has like 64 story starters cheat sheet that's one page, 64 questions that you can ask yourself to help you come up with stories. And you get that free at mymarketingcoach.com. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.